table. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. All right, we're the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central. Um, it's good to be back here, boys, after a good win. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's it. Still fighting for top two, so yeah. very good. Uh, we've got a big show ahead. We'll talk about some AFL like we do up first up with uh, question time. Uh, we've got Final Siren coming up. Eagles defeated the Crows and Bounce Down. We'll talk about the MCG. And it's weird that we could play these guys three times in the next six weeks. It's interesting because we, um, we could also play Geelong there too because it was confirmed today. Geelong will not get a home final at their <laughs> home ground. Yeah. Nor should they. Being an interstate team, we've copped that for so long. I don't see why the same rules wouldn't be applicable to the Geelong and other teams like that, you know. Well, we deal with it all the time. Well, Richmond will be rubbing the hands of that one. They can yes. lose. And I worked it out today. They can lose or win and play most of the games at the G unless they finish third or sixth. No, third or seventh. Mm. Then they have to travel. Otherwise, they can... Uh, or... They finish fourth and Eagles finish on top. They have to travel. I mm. thought too if they go deep in September, make the grand final, they could have eleven games in a row all at the MCG. Yeah, well, that's good. Let, let's, good for them. Yeah, good for <laughs> them. If you're good enough, you can beat them. Um, it's funny because it's we play them once every year for ten years, mm. and of uh, Dan brought it up. We played Collingwood. The amount of times we played them five times, I think we played Collingwood twelve. Mm. That's yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. since last time we played them, we've played Collingwood five times yeah. as well. So I it's amazing. We've, I think we've always said it's not an even competition until we start doing no. something different. Well, that's in the questions. So I'm mm. going to bring that up. Um, I think it is. Oh, I might have left it out. <laughs> Two games left. Our destiny's in our own hands. Uh, we start off the year with a three-three wins and losses. And we've won 12 of the last 14, so we're in good form. Yeah, very good form. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we had six losses last year, didn't we? So as long as we get a couple wins to round out the season, we've actually had a better season than last year, which a lot of people wouldn't have predicted. Um, being the hunted, you know, it's usually a lot harder. And we were written off at this time last year because of our injuries and Andrew Gaff. I think if you remember, if I remember rightly, the two games before we played Collingwood where Nick did his knee, we lost. We are going into Collingwood to maybe lose our third in a row, but I think we won nearly every game after that yeah. uh, until the lead-up to the finals when um, when Nick went down and then Gaffy yeah. went off. We lost our entire forward line, basically. Um, I can't remember if it was Adelaide we lost to. They ran over to the end and... We had Lacroix out, Darling out, JK out. It was just this new look forward line and makeshift and we just had to make do. All right, well, quickly, so many permutations on the way the ladder can finish. Mm. Where are we going to finish? T- top four, top two or top spot? 
Well, we'll definitely finish in the top four. It's just a matter where we finish from there. Well, let's be honest. You've got to win at MCG, so you've got to be able to win away to win if a premiership. So it doesn't really matter where we finish, but I do still think we are in a very good position for that second If we spot. win our last two games, we finish first or second. That's yeah, right. Guaranteed. That's to do. Yeah. So, yeah, like we said, <coughs> destiny is in our own hands. Um, finally, the competition has woken up and Oscar Allen has been named the rising star for round 21. Mm-hmm. He had uh, 10 disposals, 3 goals, 6 tackles, 5 hitouts, 5 score involvements and 15 pressure acts. It's taken this long. Yeah, it's been really... And I mean, it's in the question, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know, I've got my views on the, how the how this is, how they pick a player, but it's great, great to see him get a... Get and the funny thing is, he still couldn't fit in the 22 under 22 oh, Unbelievable. How good was his marking on the weekend? So mm. it was uh, Jack Darling-esque, these contested marks. And mm. they weren't easy marks. And he just plucks them. And um, there was one they liked, the Rewaltz or Ryan's recently, where he ran with the black of fire and just leapt at the mm. ball and took a mark, you know. Brilliant to see. All right. Um, there's a lot of Eagles fans probably getting a little bit excited at the moment. They're booking the tickets for grand finals just in case they get there. If you are one of those people... Last year, a group of guys called Eagle Air put together a plane, a chartered plane to get you there. They're doing it again this year, so that's going to be leaving Friday, 27th September, and coming back on the Sunday, the 29th. Um, to secure your seat, it's $250 deposit. You get that back if the Eagles don't get in, um, and the price all up is $1,350. And look, if you haven't got a flight, on Virgin, Qantas and all that. These guys, get onto their Facebook page, it's called Eagle Air and it's all there, and put your name down. Um, I did last year, but I didn't end up going. Are you guys going to go or what? I won't be going, but uh, no, sounds good though. Good yeah, price. no way I can afford to. Pipe dream, mate, I'd love to go. Grand final day on the MCG, but no, nah, no way I can afford yeah, well, it, mate. I already did my little trip to Melbourne, so unless somebody out there wants to buy me a ticket, or any of us boys a ticket, <laughs> more than welcome, uh, that's the only way I'll be going. Uh, let's get to the footy, eh? What a weekend. First time it's ever snowed on a televised AFL game. <laughs> GWS has had the lowest score. Dogs had their first 100-plus point win in 25 years, and Essendon nearly took over Fremantle's uh, unwanted record of unanswered goals at 21. And North also were out to the lowest uh, score in club history. So did they go really early on um, Young Shorey? I don't know. I mean... With Second they, game as uh, the coach, and it's got the lowest score ever. Would they? Would they be? Will they be any better next year? Even if they had Clarkson or Simpson or hypothetically any of those guys, would they be any better? Time will know. tell. But let's be honest. I not think good, not good. an unsigned coach, though, would, you'd probably almost prefer St Kilda and then definitely Carlton over coaching, say North Melbourne. So I think they acted reactively because. That a coach they were going for, if they had that position open somewhere else, they probably would take that. Yeah, I just find it really weird. It's something that you wouldn't want it probably on your resume, especially in your second game as the, the proper coach. Um, Braden Crosley facing a four-year ban for testing positive to cocaine after a quaffle match. What are these kids thinking? Do, do they think they're not going to get caught out? It's interesting. Correct me again if I'm wrong. 
But was that the player picked with Eagles pick we swapped for the second rounds with Gold Coast? I don't know. I didn't. That's didn't look that's, that that's what I've heard. So I, I'm led to believe I could be wrong. But that's the player. That was our first round. When we got swapped picks to swap yet yeah, with Gold right. Coast for all the second rounders. That could have been the player they used to select. So again, it looks like we've won <coughs> that we walked away in. from that one. And, and we still got another second round this year because we on traded one of those second rounds from last year yeah, on again. Sec- so the, it's amazing. The second round is number 21. We've yeah. got pick 17 and 21 at the moment. Yeah. And you might have got kiss and goodbye because I'll be used for Tim Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brave Crosley joins, what is it, Murray from Collingwood? He's still waiting the actual ban, it was a year ago that he tested positive and they still haven't given him his ban. Right. He's allowed to train, they're both allowed to train the clubs. Uh, let's get into some useful stats. Um, round 21 has proved to be the lowest scoring round since the introduction of the 18 teams per round and it's the lowest before then was 1967. So the 666 is having an opposite effect of what they wanted to do. But it's because the coaches are working out mm. and putting players behind the ball, whatever. Um, and the Western Bulldogs are the first team outside the eight to defeat somebody inside the eight by 100 points. That's amazing. I would have thought that would have been done before. Yeah, yeah but here. how often does a top eight team get smashed by 100 mm. points? True. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Rare, I, like. And I, I think, um, yeah, well, it doesn't say when it was done before. 1977 was the other previous one. And that was why the dogs over Essendon. Oh, so, yeah. I've got so the repeats itself. And yeah, well, like I said, um, dogs kicked 21 goals in a row. And well, if you watch that game, you're probably sitting in disbelief. And they're talking about John Worsfold on the sideline, and they're all saying that he's a poker face. But that's John Worsfold. He's always been like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, where have these guys been? Wayne Carey spoke uh, very strong about that too and said, he's showing emotion. You just can't see the motion in Musha. Yeah. And he said, he's furious. He said, and he showed a few gimmicks. And you couldn't see it like outward, but you see his eyes tense a little bit. And he goes, he's furious. I said, I played against him. He's furious right now. I remember Daniel Kerr getting asked about was the difference between Ken Judge and John Worsfold as a coach. This is back like early 2000s. And he said, you'd walk through the wall for Worsfold just because of the way he looked at you. Mm. He said, you didn't have to say anything. He just looked at you and you knew you're in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be better off to go and do what you need to do. Um, yeah, it's just interesting that I think, and I've said it on the podcast a bit, that the Melbourne media have been out for Worsfold all year. And I think media's having too much input on to into clubs and clubs are buckling and getting rid of their coaches. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in this case, you know, Matthew Lloyd's very open. He's not a Wusher fan. Oh, he's, uh, yeah, he's been the major one. He wants. Uh, he obviously wants an ex-Essendon player. Carousella. Into that role. Um, and I believe he's coming back to that club next season as an assistant coach, I think. Yeah. Well, like Carousella. Um, so, well, he's resigned from where he was and I, I assume that's where he's going. He's at Geelong, I think. <clears throat> Yeah, but no, he whatever he's not going to be there next year. No, no, but he's coming to Essen, yeah. yeah. He's seen out his contract. That's a funny thing because the um, assistant coaches all have to be told uh, three rounds out if That's they right. get their contract done yeah. or not. And I just find that hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's... Uh, how do you... You know, oh, I've, got, I've got to finish off the year, but I know I'm not going to mm. be here. I'm going to be somewhere else. 
You know what I mean? Wait, it's another three rounds. He gives a yeah. shit. Yeah, but it's the coaches brought that in the coaches' association to protect them, so they get as much warning as they can to look for another job, relocate their family, because it's a brutal business being a coach. Mm. They say, say round one, you think you got a job next year, they cut the assistant coach, you're gone and dusted. Um, your whole family's got to relocate. You're now unemployed. Um, other coaches' vacancies might have already been filled. So I, I do understand why they do that. But on Wilshire, just quickly, what, what, if you appoint a coach right now, what would you expect? From any team, doesn't matter, just general overall. I find it a waste of time appointing another coach right now. Well, you always need a coach. I'm saying if you... I mean, if you... Yeah, if you appoint you a coach... What, for team, next year? Any team, any league, yep, any... What would you want to see? You want improvement. improvement. Spot on. Hasn't Wusha with Essendon improved every year? So yeah. obviously the drug scandal, they won only a couple games. Mm. Gets a few plays back, they won a few. Then they pushed for finals last year, didn't quite make it. This year they look like they're going to be in the finals. So every year yep. they have shown improvement. Like I said, it's um, Melbourne clubs and the big four, a lot of coterie groups that have outside noise and they make the decisions. Yeah. And I've always said it, and it's always going to happen. And that's why, yeah, you ever listen to a podcast called Sapped with the coaches? Mick Moldhouse says it straight up. You know, they all say it straight up. You know, there's no sugarcoat and stuff like this. You know, that they've got a reason to do it. And for some reason, they moved on when they probably don't think they should be. Mm. But, you know, that's boards, and that's what boards are on there for. Yeah. But some mm. of them are just spineless little... Well, yeah. I agree with that completely because it is outside noise because as we touched on the keyword was improvement. He's showing that. And they really shouldn't have improved this year with their no. injury list. They, yeah. they have been hit heavy. Right, well, we, that was the first question. It was uh, for question time was Wish's head on the chopping block. We basically uh, just covered that. And we've already covered another one. Did read go too early? I'm sure. I should have looked at this myself. I actually got a bit worried. That's why I brought it up. I was like, ooh, we skip a question. Is a rising star formula in need of an overhaul? You know how it operates, don't you? Yeah. So, you get, get a nominee, and at the end of the year, the selectors have to pick, have one of pick the five players, and they get five, four, three, two, and one. Um, we all know Sam, uh, what's his name? Walsh. Walsh is going to win it. But, it, yeah, I just, just don't understand. I just think there's going to be a better way of doing it. Uh, I, I like it. The best player tends to win. The only travesty I can remember, and Ian you know, one agrees, Heppel winning it over Shuey, that was a disaster. Yeah. But other than that, I say a bit tongue in cheek. But other than that, I find the best young player does tend to I think, win it. I, I think the weekly one is, and I had this out with a few people on the Facebook this week, is that is that they should pick this award over a, a few week, you know, four week period. They wanted the uh, Fogarty to get this award this week because he kicked five goals. But Oscar's been in this form for nearly eight to ten weeks now, yeah. and has been overlooked because someone comes in and kicks a razzle-dazzle, 25 kicks and or whatever. So that's where I think it should be based over a consistency basis. I understand a one what you're saying basis. about Fogarty, but it was his other things like the 15 pressure acts, you know, yeah. the fact, the versatility, you know, where Oscar Allen was playing in the ruck as well, you know, and as we touched on or I mentioned very earlier, the marks he took were great, where Fogarty's yeah, were opportunistic, opportunistic goals almost. Should the season become a 17-round comp with a final six? Because let's face it, the fixtures are unfair. We've already basically talked about a top of the show. We play one team once a year for 10 years and we play another team 12 times in four years. Mm. Um, to me, the perfect thing, if you had 14 sides, stop the pre-season comp, then that's 20, everyone plays each other once, home and away. That's 26 games. 
I reckon they do. It's 23 now. You've dropped the pre-season. Yeah, that ain't Because they, they carry too much dead wood in the AFL. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Mm. Um, round 23 is a floating season. So we only found out what was going on. And it's been worked out pretty good except the Friday night. Uh, I think it was Kerry or somebody else. They said they, the last two or three rounds should be floating. I just can't see how logistically they could do that. No, it'd be difficult because you've got... There's a lot more. There's catering and all that to work out and things like that. I, I don't mind it. It's just the last round. It, it is what it is, you yeah. know. You, it's like a door. I mean, ideally this weekend, it would be great to see um, Lions and Geelong playing maybe on Friday night or us and Tigers Friday night. And the other... You know, then vice versa on Saturday night. That would be an ideal I'd like this weekend. I'm not a big fan of Sunday games. No reason other than I just don't you enjoy know. them as much. I find I sit there waiting for them. Yeah. Well, the Eagles and Tigers is on delayed uh, telecast on Channel 7 if you've only got free to air. Otherwise, find something with Foxtel or go to a pub. Uh, last question before we get in the final siren. Um, and I know you guys hate this topic all the time, but I'm just going to keep bringing it up. <laughs> AFLW, we have 14 sides in 2020. Should they change it to an eight-team comp and franchise it? Well, I don't know about franchise, but they need to cut the teams down, in yeah. my view. Because we're de- they're going to delete. It's going to get... And it's costing the AFL a lot of money. Yeah. I said that from yeah. day one. The talent pool's not there, and no. you're just diluting it. And, more I, and, I, and I'll put it out there now. They're 15 to 20 years away from making a good competition. Yeah. And it's good to see now. They're actually the junior kids are starting to get age groups from under eight, under tens downwards. But that's going to take 15, 20 years for that that talent to come and through. And that's why I reckon they're going to reduce the teams, exactly. franchise it, so they're not tied to an AFL club. It doesn't take, it doesn't cost the AFL club any more money. It's franchised. The governments can pay for it. AFL can pay for it. You can have state team based ones, where you just have eight, like a big bash league. And that's the only way to I, go. I, I don't agree with the franchise aspect. I agree with bringing it down. But a lot of people like me aren't that interested in it, but may watch it because it's an Eagles site. Yeah. Well, yeah. Got feeling, and that's my only reason why I would watch it is because it's a West Coast And, and a franchise won't work because yeah. they've got free entry into the bloody ground. Where are they going to make their income from? Yeah, true. A franchise is about making getting an income yep. to pay for all this. That's what I'm saying. That it gets backed by the government or the yeah. AFL for 20 years. I don't know. Someone's not going to work anyway, but we'll talk about it probably more next year when we've got an Eagles AFL W side. Yeah. <laughs> Dare I say that's hope not. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Get me there. All right, let's get yeah. on to the final siren. It's the final siren. All right, West Coast got over the line, 13 goals, 12.90 to Adelaide, 12.880. Goal kickers for the Eagles, where there's Darling, Allen and Waterman, three. Um, and for the Adelaide, yet Fogarty, five, and Walker got two gimmies. Um, let's talk about the Eagles players. Like we just said, uh, Darling, Waterman, Oscar Allen, all doing great stuff as tours. Hmm. Um, JK is probably... probably Thanking them because he didn't have a very good game. Uh, Did he get? He got one, didn't he? Yeah, he got, he got one. one. I, he got I one. just and I he could have given that off to Cripps. You did in any other game. He probably would have given that off to Cripps. He would have. But he wanted he, to get on the board. That's exactly right. I just love the fact you look at Alan Waterman. There's six goals. You chuck in Ryan Rioli. That's up to eight goals now. So from our basically, you know, they debuted last last year. So our second year players. The youth in that forward line, eight of the goals were scored by him. Yeah. That is amazing to show yeah. depth. Um, what we have last year, Waterman, Cole, NAB Rising Stars. Hmm. Not, no, NAB Rising Nods, sorry. So they got their nominations. And this year we've had two in Oscar Allen and Petch. It's just great to see 
and like there's teams down the bottom of the ladder rebuilding that aren't getting that consistently here. Somebody, I can't remember what radio station it was on because I have flicking, I flick free mine on the games, but they were saying Eagles are poised, you know, for a finals campaign. They're sitting pretty with injuries and all that, and they got six guys that weren't in the AFL grand final team last year mm. playing. Yeah, it's and amazing. They're forward, and that just shows you. Like you said, you don't have to go to the bottom again to go. If you've got that nucleus with the mature guys and you're chucking these young guys, shows you the hunger there. Well, I called at the time, and I still stand by it. It's lost in hindsight now because of what we accomplished last year. We cut 11 players and debuted eight for that club yep. last year. We went through a rebuild, but the fact that we won a premiership and it only took a year to do that was amazing. That Teams take five years and are still down the bottom. But when you cut that deep, 11 players, and debut eight in one season, you're rebuilding or rejigging at least. And if that was a Collingwood or a Essendon over in Melbourne, everyone would know about it. Mm. But we know because we're Eagles fans. You never hear about that, what Dan just said mm. in the media. They oh, they had injuries, but they don't say, oh, they blooded eight guys, you know. Yeah. Eight debutants, and we said on uh, the Go Footy podcast when we shared one night with them, yeah. if we're having eight debutants, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. And um, we come back to eat our humble pie then. That's uh, it. it uh, my only big question on this is can these guys do this in finals football? Because as we know, the tempo goes up another step. Uh, this is my big thing, and this I, week's going to be the everyone's been against me on our page for this this yeah. week. Is that, and I said to you guys before we started, Jack, uh, JK has to start kicking goals because yeah. say what you think, uh, people saying well he's bringing the ball to the ground, that's bullshit because he might be. It's only because the defenders just destroying him. Yeah. He got destroyed on the weekend. Talia played a great game. He got outmarked three times, and JK had nowhere to go. I don't care what anyone says. He might be bringing the ball to the ground, but can these guys do it in the finals when it really We'll needs? find out this week because basically the, this week is a dress rehearsal for the finals. Hmm. If At Ke- MTG against Richmond in front of 70,000 people, it's basically a mini-final. Yeah. If Kennedy's not there, no, I don't think they could. Hmm. Him being there frees these younger players up, and that's what I'm loving about it. It allows Waterman to kick three. It uh, allows Allen to kick three. Um... The thing with JK is he's going to be a 40, 50 goal player. I find we measure him on what he's done with his 60 goal seasons and 80 goal yeah. seasons, and that's the measuring stick. There's only five clubs in the AFL right now that has a forward, any forward, small forward, tall forward, full forward, half forward, that has kicked more goals than JK right now. Realistically, I think he's just going to average his two goals a game mm. now. He'll have 40 goal seasons. A good season will have 50 goal seasons. But what it does, it allows Waterman and it allows Allen and fingers crossed maybe one day Brander, unless they put him in full back, well, to develop under him. I'm just waiting for Duff and Quarters on their podcast to make him retire again. So, no. Um, that's well, what they did a few weeks ago. He came out today. Out. Like, he wants to play another season. Yeah. He's, he's got, he don't should. get me wrong. He's got the runs on the board. I, I'm not saying we drop him, but we need him. To fire. Contributing more and to fire because yeah. he brings... I would sooner him give off four handballs and they get four goals. I'd sooner... That, to me, would be a massive win. Right, let's talk about our midfield bull, Elliot Yo. We've been talking about him the last couple of weeks. Everyone's talking about him. 25 disposals. He's growing a reputation of uh, being the AFL's truly elite midfielder. He had only had five tackles, which I was a very surprised. Mm. Two score involvements. Five clearances and five inside fifties, but boy, like I said, every time he gets a ball, it counts. 
and he came out angry in that second quarter. Yeah, and he got us up and going. He was he was getting held, and you yeah. you probably saw it like I did, right? And it was fairly well in front of us. He should have got about eight kicks out of that middle. He was getting held by the arm like that every time. Yeah, it's crapping a lot. Like Couch, Couch so was shooting. holding him, and not one, not once did they get a get a free kick for it. You look at uh, yeah, and he got all the kudos from um, the media and all that. But Shuey, he had twenty nine disposals, five tackles, three score involvement, six marks, ten clearances, and five inside fifties. He went around his business, but it's probably because he was playing like a he was opposed to one of the Crouch boys. And they were both running wide of each other. Um, the thing is with the Crouch boys, what one got forty three disposals, the other one got thirty five on a goal. Mm. But half of those forty three are little handball gimmies at yeah, the back. Yeah. They're not damaging and it. Just, that's why they don't get tagged. And I think that's why Ali Yo, twenty five disposals, he kicks. He gets meters gained. Mm. He d- he's aggressive the contestants. And I agree that they get these huge numbers, but they don't do much with it. They're not yeah. I want to use the word damaging. You get four disposals, you're damaging per se. But if you lower their disposals down to 25, 30, they're going to have a very average game. Mm. Where that's all Yo needs to have a great game. To me, I had Bryce Gibbs one of their best. Mm. I thought he had a really good game. He had 26 disposals. So that's half of what Matt Crouch had. Atkins was just as good. And he only had 18. And Laird had 27. So those are the three guys I picked out as their best. Adelaide, and they had half the possessions that um, Crouch had. Rory Sloan was playing well till he went he off. He was playing bit. great until yeah. he went off. We spoke at half-time. Friend of fire. That. Yeah. And that's what changed the game. Sure, we got on top then, because mm. they were opposed to each other in the first a quarter and a half. And that was friendly fire. Um, you got to give Darcy... Well, we'll talk about Adelaide. Fogarty, he was superb in his second game of the season. Yeah, five well. goals. You just wonder why he's only played two games. It's just got me going, because the guy... He, he never misses. I saw him when he played a couple of games last year, never missed. Mm. He's, he's a beautiful, um, beautiful kick of the football. It's funny, I heard his sample, like his last few games, he's not doing well in the seconds. Because he was playing as a defender. Yeah, but he was forward too and he just mm. wasn't kicking goals. That's why they moved him defending. Some, some players don't play good back, you know. I don't know, it's un- unbelievable. Rioli, let's touch on Rioli. One goal, 21 disposals, seven tackles, 10 score involvements, five marks, five inside 50s, two clearances. Probably his best game for the season, mm. but I saw two yeah. things in the game where he has to get his defence running because twice he, he didn't run with a player and it resulted in goals. Mm. And, he, and he shook his head. He knew it was him being responsible and he got back and he made amends to it, but he's got to get his defence running. I think he would have got a kick in the bum for that because you yeah. and me, we both spoke about that. And then... And then he did a couple of great rundown tackles after that. Really, uh, that put him back into uh, back into the game. But yeah, look, and look, that kicking. I don't. Know, you probably saw it too. His kicking when he's fifty metres, he's going for. I can't remember how Adelaide can't pick that out. He's fifty-five metres out. He was never going to kick the goal. No, twice. Kick, twice he did it, and one the one he got Dom Sheed was. You think you would have classic. The, he would have learned the second time. How, yeah. how was that tackle on the Ford fifty-two, and they looked like rebounding out, and he just came from nowhere yeah. for that tackle. Mm. Um, Dommy he's Sheed, finally getting back to his good form because oh. you know he hasn't quite got there since the beginning of the year. You yeah, because he was dominating beginning. I remember yeah. the preseason; he had five goals and seventy, and a lot of them are actually career highs for him. So it's a good sign going towards finals that he's getting back to that form. Yeah. So what do, what do you think of Dommy Sheed and Andrew Gaff's game? They're still getting a lot of the ball, but to me, they're rushing the kicks. Mm. Uh, I didn't know they were as damaging as they have been. I, I like Sheed's game because he didn't do much at all in the first quarter. 
So all his stats were basically from the second quarter on. And I love how he just kicks the goals. <laughs> That's what he's good for. He's almost averaging a goal a game. He ran in on a um, five metre one and missed. And did, yeah. yeah, that oh, that was shocking. That, yeah, that wasn't the greatest. He um, actually hit both posts, which mm. you don't see too often. <laughs> and it ricochets and hits the other one. Um, Andrew Gaff, he, he had good patches. And um, it's funny, he... We hold him to such a high calibre. If he doesn't get his 30-plus, we say he's had an average game when he's had 29. But it's true, he's an accumulator of the ball and a runner. So he needs to stand out from the pack. He needs his 30, 33s, and he needs to run, which, as you touched on, he, he's not getting that as much. He's um, not getting the room, and he thinks he's under pressure when he's mm. kicking it, and he seems to air it too much. Yeah. But who knows? It's different but from seeing it to playing it. So I must say, again, having a great, it's great being at the game to watch. His gut running... To get oh. from one spot to another, he's, oh, yeah. he's two-way running. He's a link-up player. He he's incredible. He doesn't basically stop running. No one does it. No one does as good and as him. You, you don't see it at TV, but he's constantly on the move. Oh, he's doesn't stop. Run. He's unbelievable. Incredible. And Tommy Rad, quickly, let's touch on Tommy Barras. Fifteen disposals at a hundred percent, and he took ten marks. Hmm. And this guy is going to be a star, yeah, mate. So he's a star already. We've already touched this. This is why I like Scully in the side. It's let him off the oh. chain. And he's playing career-best footy right now, Barras. Mm. Brilliant footy right now. You just reminded me of Scully. Do the people that are on the West Coast Eagles Next Generation page, uh, Eagles for Life, Better Than the Rest, Social Club, all the Eagles pages, if, if you don't know what Scully's doing, don't say anything. Because he's there to take the best forward out the game. He had Tex Walker. Now, Tex Walker got a goal because of the Hearn. Free kick, so that's nothing to do with Schofield. That's hand mm. problem. And the other one, he fell over his feet and he kicked one free. You know, yeah. I thought it was comical. Uh, a few comments I've seen were blaming Fogarty kicking five on him. No, he didn't even play on Fogarty. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just get your facts right. Uh, I'm going to stick up for Schofield because he, he deserves to be in the side, and I can see him holding his spot and cut unless he got injured. So. But that, that's what I like. It, what we touched on with Brass, it, it's a chain reaction. That's why I like Schofield in there for the makeup for the side, not so much for what he does, but more that he releases Brass. All right, quickly just before we finish, we only won one of the key indicators, and that was inside fifties. We had sixty-three to forty-one. We could have stolen the game up very early. Yeah. And that was probably the only thing that we could have taken out the game is we we're getting into the fifty, but we just we had fourteen marks I think inside fifty. Mm. Yeah. We just weren't. I don't know for some reason they weren't going for the big sticks. Thirteen, twelve, we're a little inaccurate again. Yeah. In, interesting. Simo said that's the most they've ever had since he's been at the club. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's the most since last year's grand final too. Yeah, which is weird. Just uh, quickly. Thank God for this game on the weekend. What a horrible round of footy. We touched on all these blowouts. and all It was terrible. We touched on the snow. That was a terrible game, and it wasn't because of the yeah. weather. It was horrible, and then you finally got this good contestant, and that's one that, that really saved the round. Great skills from both sides, too. It wasn't like... Because the Saints-Freo uh, game was similar, very close, but it was poor skills. Well, this one was great skills, and they knew a top-eight spot was for the grabs here. They won that, and because they lost, they got knocked out. They came to play footy, and they played so yeah, they well, played which good. made a brilliant game. Hard to watch being an Eagles supporter until you know you get the result. Yeah. You like a blowout. Mm. But as a you know, a neutral spectator, it was a great it was game, a good of game footy. footy. And Adelaide fans, you can't blame it on the umpires because you got more free kicks than the Eagles, which is really weird at Optus Stadium. Mm. Yeah. We're not getting many free yeah. kicks anymore. Oh, it's amazing. Eagles got nothing on the weekend. All right, guys, well, let's get on to bounce down and the big game coming up against the Tigers. It's bounce down. 
All right, Eagles versus Richmond at the MCG on Sunday, 11.10 Western Standard Time. And as I said at the start of the show, it's um, delayed telecast for people that have got Channel 7 and they don't have Foxtel. Um, Tigers have won the last seven, and we've won the last 12 or 14. So both teams are in good form. And this is a dress rehearsal for the finals coming up in two weeks' time. Mm. And again, we could be playing them again. Uh, the last five times we met, We've only met them once every year for the last decade. Uh, Eagles by 47 at Optus, Tigers by 11 in 2017 at MCG, us at 58 at CB. Then we beat them at MCG in 2015 by 20 points. Mm -hmm. yep. So we have beaten there at MCG before, and before that was Tigers at seven, 17 at CB. A lot of people remember 2017, waste opportunities were very inaccurate, and that was one of their games where we kicked like 11 21, or it was something ridiculous, and we just lost. Yeah, it's like a, it was a game where we really should have won. First half, we just were all, but we could not convert. And then yeah, when they came that. back in the second, it didn't take them long to overrun us. It's going to be a very interesting game. And uh, do you and the media have been saying uh, to the coaches, do you show all your cards because you're going to meet each other mm. in a couple of weeks? Do you show all your cards or do you go out and do everything and then reassess the next time? The winner of this game probably will lose the next game. Is it worth losing this game and winning? You know what I mean? There's all these different uh, permutations of what can happen. To, to me as a coach, I'd be going all out to win this game. Yeah, you have to. That's for me. I agree. And both, both both second position first on the ladder, especially for exactly. Eagles, yeah. is so important coming into this final series. And let's have a look at who the Tigers have won against uh, the Blues twice. See, they're getting played in twice. Port twice. Melbourne twice. Mm. So there's six um, teams that... You know, most people have been beaten all year, except we didn't beat Port. Uh, you got Swans, they've beaten Frio, Hawks, Essendon, Suns, Giants and Pies. So, really... They haven't really done... Really? And Wayne and I talked about this before we went on. And Giants and Pies, they got when they had all their injuries. I think, they, I think all the teams they've beaten have never been above sixth. Yeah. Um, so, it's going to be interesting. So, it's going to be a big task for the Eagles, just as well as the other game that's going on. Top four play each other, uh, DeLong and Brisbane up in Brisbane and us against Richmond. So it's going to be interesting how the whole year pans out. It couldn't have been scripted any better. Uh, let's have a look at the Tigers' injury list. Well, Cochin and Martin, they're both test, but I no, think Cochin's been, been ruled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Martin. Ruled out. Uh, is that 100%? Yeah, 100% Cochin's been ruled out. I'd be so, surprised if they played Cochin. Yeah, Martin will play. Martin and Waller there, Tess and Higgins and Rands are out for the season. The Eagles injury list is probably a little bit, you know, Tigers injury list is brilliant. Um, Eagles, Duggan's a test. Um, Nick Nat, well, he'll basically play finals. From what I've been told, they're just saving him for the finals. Yeah. Uh, Duggan will play, he's playing Waffle on limited minutes, I believe. Right. Uh, Foley and McGuinness there, uh, one week there, Waffle, Riach, Riach, he's two weeks. Smith's He's the rest of the season, and so is Browner and Venables. Um, yeah, like, I know there's been a lot of discussion on a lot of um, social media pages about um, Duggan and does he come back in for the finals. You don't want to be out of the team at this time of year, do you? No. No, but I'm very excited to watch the waffle. So we've got Cameron back in there, we've got Maston back mm. in there, Duggan back in there. That side is a lot stronger side when we don't have many injuries, and it'd be great to see how they actually go. I think they've it. got two games left too, and they have to win yeah. both of them. And they win both, yeah. West Perth lose both. I think we're we're a better team in the back six with Duggan in. 
I don't care what anyone says. Oh, so, no, yes. flat out. So, I love Nelson, but I... I so for Duggan to come in, you take Nelson out? Yeah, and I, because I watched on the weekend, you watch the warm-ups... They, when they do their warm-ups, they have their backs. They have their back six plus one interchange player, and they're rotating all the time. This, uh, the forwards, they've got their rotation of their forward player. Like uh, I think Petrol started on the bench on the weekend. He was training with the forwards, and then they had their two followers who were training through the middle um, with them with the guys in the middle. So that's how they work their rotations out. So you can't go in with Nelson and Duggan in the same team? Might do, unless, one less unless Hutchings is out, um, because that's another thing they've got to look at. Is Hutchie going to... Um, is he going to tag, or is he going to... I think he's a better tagger than he is a, as a loose player like he played on the weekend. Oh, well, let's but, talk about Hutch then, because basically the main man that you're going to look at would be Dustin Martin. That's right. And do you put uh, Yo gone with him to expose... Because Martin doesn't run back. No. So do you put um, Yoey on to expose him going forward and back, mm. or do you have Hutchie on him? Well, this is a strong opinion. I'll put Hutchie on a hard tag. If Hutch isn't tagging, I don't think he should be in the side, and that's mm. very harsh, but he's such a good tagger, and that's his role. I think, as you said, run loose. Um, Mass is much more... If it's just run loose and guard space and block holes, I'd rather Mass than over Hutch. Mm. If it's a hard tag, Hutch in every day of the week. I think it's that black and white scenario. And how I'd, this is only how I would go on the, this weekend as only me, as a, if I was a coach. I'd be Yo on Martin and I'd be Hutchie on Bashahuli on half forward there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Him on play, him tagging half he, he does, out of the back. Hawley does run off. Yeah. Let's have a look at a couple of other players at Richmond. you got... Well, coach, I don't... Something's telling me he's going to play, even though they've said he isn't. Uh, you got Grimes, Vlossen in the back line. You know, those two guys are pillars in the back line. Oh, Grimes is brilliant. Um, you also got Lambert that you can chuck, uh, Edwards. Um, up forward, you got Lintry, Walt, Stack, and Caddy. So it's a pretty impressive um, yeah. team that they got. And you're chucking Jack Graham to kick four goals last mm. week. I can't see him kicking another four goals this week. I don't ever see small forwards kick bags in a row. Mm. But, um, yeah, they've got an impressive little uh, team together. And this is, like I said, is this going to be finals atmosphere? This is going to be a brilliant game. Yeah. Well, we are the two favourites from TAB and all the betting agencies. Mm. So, two favourites. So it's going to be a ripping game. Jack Graham plays through the middle as well. He's a, he's a dynamic player. I think uh, Hardwick's got a bit cocky saying, we know how to beat them. We'll keep it at ground. Mm. On the ground ball, well, you know that's was, that's how we beat them. The, the complete opposite. The, the we Eagles. play our kicking game, our marking yep. game. It, it tears them apart because that's the only. You, you look at the stats. Sorry, the, you look at the stats. That's the only way they excel is a contested ground ball. Yeah. If you don't let that ball hit the deck, they don't. They're not even good at clearances. But Eagles have been winning the contested ball in the last three or four weeks, so they yeah. have improved the ground. The ground <laughs> ball gets mm. and that. But like I said, we're going to kill them in the air. Yeah. But you got to get the ball first. Hard. We can. Um, you know. Let's, yeah, I can understand, but I wouldn't just be putting it all out there in the open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who would you, who would you guys play on the big fella half uh, forward, Lynch? Oh, Lynch. Um, oh, I'd have to go. Does, does yeah, I'd go. Is Lynch full forward or half forward? No, he, he plays half forward. He, he plays up. I'd, I'd, I'd play Scully. Whoever's full forward, I would put Scully. Then who would you put? I on, like him deeper. Who would you put on Rewalt? Uh, Brass, because he's uh, his body. Rewalt's upper body is bloody strong and he's proved it many a times and I think Brass would be um, actually asking the player oh, I, I, like they got, I think he got um, it was either him or Gov got embarrassed by him last time when we played yeah. him 
and Brass has got a big upper body this year. He's bigger than he was last year. Mm. And, yeah, Scoey, to me, he's given away height on Lynch, but he's a nuisance value. Yeah. And, you know, um, like you said, they're calling him the back, backman tagger because that's what he is. Mm. You just got to look at Tex Walker. He was crying the other day, asking for free kick after free kick because Schofield just didn't give him any no, space. Wore him like a glove. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, but like we, we, we get to this point of the show all the time, and we always sit there going, you know, that we've got a good forward line, they've got a good forward line. We've got a great back line, they've got a great back line, and we've both got it's pretty most even teams yeah. that we've probably played against this year. Where's the game going to be won? Um, this is a right field kind of one game style. I'm not picking a line. As we've already I already so touched on kicking marking air ball? no air ball. Our kicking yeah. marking game picks apart. They like panic football. That's what they do. That's what Pies liked yeah. last year. That, that, our game style destroys their game of playing. It did it last year. That's what we won the premiership. The we chip, we go back, we go sideways yeah. and I know that frustrates fans and we shouldn't get over and we go. Yeah. And that's what we do. Take a hundred marks, kick, go sideways, go back. Maneuver and we win. I always say every week it's always one out of the middle, and this week's not going to be any difference. I just think, yeah, uh, it's going to come down. It's going to be uh, to me. It's going to be the Martin or the Yo Show, yeah, um, who gets on top. But that plays into that. They'll be worried about Yo, and like yeah. we've always said, if they take the tag and put it on Yo, Shuey steps up. That's right. Mm. And Shuey is the MCG king. Mm. So um, expect a, a big game from uh, like Shuey. Um, Let's get into our margins and winners and best of ground. Who do you reckon? Okay. A uh, little bit off topic first. You just said if they tag Yoshi, he gets off. Yep. Um, this is complete tangent, but I heard a comment about Kelly gets tagged too easy. Let him come to the Eagles and get tagged because then you've got Yo and Shui getting yep. off the chain because it's a chain reaction. You can't tag every player, and that's what I love about the Eagles. You tag one, the others will get off the chain. Um, best on ground, I think it will be... You know, I reckon Cripper's going to have a blinder this week. I reckon first goal, and he's be almost best on ground, and I reckon Eagles by 11. I'm going to go Eagles by 10 points. I reckon our BOG this week will be Gaffy. And I'm tipping, because I've been on his ass all week, that JK will get the first goal. One or four. All get. right. I like it. One or four. <laughs> all right, the first goal for me is Petricelli. Ooh. Done it three weeks in a row. He's kicked a point each time. <laughs> um, I think he's got it this time. Best of ground, I'm just going to give to Luke Shuey. I think he's just going to dominate and uh, show why he's one of the greatest players we've ever had. And winner in margin, well, this is going to be a kiss of death. I'm going to say the Tigers by four points. Don't want the Tigers to win, but I'll just... Mm. I don't know. I think we need a loss before the finals. And I know that's not a right thing to say, but... I'll go Tigers by four points. Yeah. Over four. I, I don't think Tom we need to loss. I think we just need to Yeah, we need to win. There's a few boos there gone now, boo. Yeah. Dark stairs. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we've got him on this one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Don't worry. I, I don't know if I'll be tipping that way. Um, anyway, guys, well, let's, uh, we'll get back here next week. We'll be into the last round of the season and we'll probably know a bit more where we're going to finish. Uh, we could have someone, well, we can't say someone up at the top two spot, but a win will go 
a good way to sign it up. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel pretty confident. If we win this week, that, that number two would be ours. Basically, Lions would have to beat Cats and Tigers. And I know people say percentages, but after two losses, their percentage would be less, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. So, well, before I go, who do you think is going to win, Lions or Cats? I think Cats will win. Um, Who's it at? And Gabba? No, no, it's away, yeah. isn't it? No, it's, yeah. in, it's in Geelong, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was in Geelong. No, it's in Geelong because Brisbane's last game is in um, I Melbourne. I could be wrong. No, it is. I thought they're both away. I thought they had to go to uh, Cattery and then they had it at MCG. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure. You want to hear an interesting stat? I love my annoying stats. They have only beaten or, no, played two top eight teams since round five. Who's that? Lions. Lions. Yeah. And, and um, just quickly, breaking news. Caretaker coach from Carlton is now their senior coach. Really? Just mm. been signed just then. Very good. Just heard it. Good on him. Just heard on, uh, news. Good on Teague. The yeah. Teague train. Good on him. Um, Eagles man. Good on him. And uh, best of luck. The game for Brisbane and Lions is at the Gabba. So I that think, might change a few things. But I think the Cats have got a good uh, I think Geelong will beat. I think Geelong will beat Brisbane. I, I do. I do too. I think I'm hoping beat, they do. And I think they'll beat them well. I think they're in a very honeymoon period, the Lions, to be mm. honest. I think now's the real test where they're playing... They're playing other top four aspirants and, you know, contenders, teams that have won premierships in the last decade. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The pressure's going to be on them. And like you said, they haven't really played anyone of, of real note. They've all been at the bottom of the ladder. And uh, let's see what happens. Uh, guys, you listen to the show, so you know where to get us. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the shows are on SoundCloud, iTunes. Keep something that up. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, Castro, Castbox, Overcast. Yeah, we're on heaps of bloody uh, podcast apps now, so just get on any of them or go on to Facebook to Podcast Central and download it from there if you want. And do us a favour, hit that like button, give us a review, as long as yeah, it's positive. Reviews. You know, mm. It does actually help people. It puts mm. us out there and it will spread the page. Yeah, so. If you're on SoundCloud or iTunes and that and Google, yeah, I think put that. Five stars on iTunes. Just give us top rankings in all these platforms. Yeah, we need a we need a big head. Yeah, <laughs> um, not beyond begging. <laughs> and um, if you've got any questions, send them into us via our Facebook pages. And next week, let's hope we're talking top two for the Eagles. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. Ripping See you boys. Beautifully read by Shepard.